Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to WFAN's Baseball Insiders Yankees podcast for Monday, August 23rd. The Yankees have completed their homestand. They're still on a pretty good winning streak. Nine in a row got washed out on Sunday against the Twins. It's probably good news for the Twins. You see how they play against the Yankees, especially lately. I know it feels like all the time. Uh, and really since, what, 2002, it kind of has been that way. Um, but the uh, in more recent years, they've just wiped them out. I think it's 20 out of 22 at Yankee Stadium, including the postseason games, uh, which is just ridiculous. But right now, the Yankees are just uh, on a roll. Nothing seems to go wrong for them. Uh, no matter who they plug in, uh, no matter who they play, it seems to all be going well, and they can bring in different guys from the bullpen, and okay, make you sweat a little bit, but uh, – they're still getting the job done. They're getting the outs, and different guys are doing it too. Wandy Peralta all of a sudden has become somebody that the Yankees uh, are going to look for bigger outs from as we get going here. And that's what this kind of, this time of year is kind of about. As you you know, you have your best laid plans with your bullpen, and you give it your best shot to make that happen. And they still will. Remember, Chapman is healthy again. Um, as far as we know. So he's going to get more opportunities again. And you know, Chad Green, despite his penchant for the home run ball, is still you know their best option to get uh, a strikeout in a big spot, seventh or eighth inning. And uh, you know Jonathan Lewisig, I guess, is just their best overall. Uh, so he's going to be the guy. You know He had that one game against, uh, I guess it was the Red Sox. But boy, um, he has turned into the best relief option for the Yankees for a number of different situations because you know his ability to go multiple innings is really key too. And Chad Green has the ability to do that too when he's efficient. Um, it's just that home run ball that sometimes uh, makes you a little uh, scared, makes you a little anxious. So we'll see how they shuffle those pieces around, but this is the time of year that you kind of maybe go away from what you think your plans are based on who's pitching the best out of that uh, pen and try to find your best roles going forward to try to win games. Schedule's going to get tougher for the Yankees now. They're embarking on a road trip that takes them through Atlanta, Oakland, and Anaheim. Uh, Atlanta and Oakland, uh, both in a playoff position right now. So uh, the Yankees are facing some tough teams who still need to win games. And uh, the Oakland series is interesting. It was, it's actually, I don't want to say less interesting, but it was more interesting a week ago or 10 days ago when the Yankees were still chasing for the wild card spot. The fact that they have put themselves in that position right now really makes it, I don't want to say less interesting. It's, and it's still super important, but 
the ability to lose one game or even two games in this series doesn't hurt you the way it might have if you were still, say, I don't know, three, four games out of that spot. So the fact that the Yankees have um, gone on a streak that pushes them into that playoff position really helps um, helps their positioning right now as they head out on this road trip. Yankees are starting Jordan Montgomery and Andrew Heaney on this two-game series in Atlanta. They have an off day Wednesday. And then the four games in Oakland look like they, uh, I guess they line up as, uh, I forget the order exactly, but it's Cortez, Tyone, Cole, and uh, Montgomery. So the Yankees will pitch those four, it looks like, in their series against Oakland. The... um, Sunday game against the Twins was supposed to be Luis Heal. Now, you needed a roster move to bring him up. Uh, they don't need to do that anymore because the game got wiped out and they'll plug Heaney in. I know that's not a very popular decision based on what I saw on Twitter after uh, tweeting out that Heaney was indeed going to start one of the uh, Braves games. Uh, he pitched better his last time out. Let's see if that carries over at all. Um, but Luis Hill will get another opportunity at some point here. The Yankees have another stretch coming up of 20 in a row, um, and I'm, I'm sure that he will at some point be uh, be part of that. Um, rest of the uh, situation with the Yankees revolves around their lineup and how best to fill it out, and it's kind of a good problem right now because they're winning, they have productive players, and you're trying to figure out how to get everybody into the lineup. First point of that is Luke Voigt and Anthony Rizzo. Um, you know, Luke Voigt's comments last week about deserving to play um, weren't all that well received for some reason. Um, I, I think he has a certain way about him. He has a certain brash way about speaking, and he has a little chip on his shoulder. I think that's been true, really, for Luke Voigt for a long time as a guy who tried to uh, break his way through the Cardinals system as a minor leaguer and was blocked at many spots. A lot of it had to do with the fact that he wasn't as good a defender as some of the other players were, so that was holding him back. But he kept figuring out how to hit and hit really well and hit for power. And that plays, it's going to have a spot. The Yankees found him a spot, but he was still competing and still trying to. Remember, it was only two years ago he was still trying to win the first base job from Greg Bird in the spring training competition. Last year, he ended up leading the league in homers. And this year, everything seems to be lining up for him, but the injuries caught up. Hasn't been on the field nearly enough. Uh, And he's finally starting to hit. Even earlier in the year when he was on the field, he was going through some slumps. He's going through a pretty good streak right now. And it's, you know, we kind of get reactive when a player goes on a really good streak. Like he has to play every day. Well, the Yankees' best lineup doesn't necessarily have Luke Voigt in there every day. Uh, and if you think about it from both an offensive and defensive standpoint, you know, playing Stanton in the outfield frees up the DH spot and lets Voigt there, but it's really not your best alignment. And obviously, we know Anthony Rizzo is a better first baseman defensively, and he's a really good offensive player too. So you're going to want him in there as much as possible. So it creates a little bit of an issue. Um, but for now, they're even on a short bench with a three-man bench, they are finding a way to keep Luke Voigt in there, and on the days he doesn't play, he doesn't offer them a whole lot of versatility, but they're taking advantage of a guy who's swinging a hot bat, and as I said, has a little chip on his shoulder, so that's working for him right now. Um, But overall, if you think about where the Yankees, think about it as a playoff game. If this were a playoff game, Stanton in the outfield, Voigt at DH probably wouldn't be your best lineup, although you, you could see yourself maybe if you wanted to start that way against a tough left-handed pitcher, get some runs on the board, and then put some you know defense in the outfield. But um, it is it is still a trickier way to go. 
Uh, Anthony Rizzo has to be at first base if you're putting your best defensive team on the field. Aaron Judge in center field in that alignment that I described with Stanton in the outfield is is doable. It's not your best. You know, Brett Gardner in the outfield is still your best defensive alignment. And um, I have a feeling if you got to a playoff game, even against the left-hander, that's probably the way you'd run. Um, but I guess a lot depends on how you know how you actually get there and what it looks like and who the actual matchup is against. But clearly in the short term here, you're going to find Voigt getting some at-bats, but he's going to lose some at-bats because he's not versatile enough to be in there every day. Uh, Anthony Rizzo is better defensively and uh, left-handed and will be in there pretty much every day. Um, and if you want to give him a day off as you have a stretch coming up here as about 20 in a row, then you know, Voight will find some time there. But um, that's just a really long way of saying Voight's still going to play. He's just not playing every day because that's just not his job anymore. Uh, and we'll see how he reacts to that uh, and how the team responds to that. Andrew Velazquez is another part of this where what a terrific story he is. And if you haven't heard it by now, I mean, where have you been? Andrew Velazquez was born in the Bronx, grew up as a Yankees fan, uh, has a picture of him on the field at Old Yankee Stadium from when he was, I don't even know, it was probably like eight or nine years old, maybe 10 years old. And he grows up to be a big league baseball player. He's bounced around a couple organizations. He's 27 years old. He's not, uh, you know, a kid coming up through the system. He has been in the Arizona system, played with Tampa Bay and with Cleveland, uh, Tampa Bay and Baltimore in the big leagues. So he's bounced around a little bit um, and found himself in a spot this year where he started to triple A for the Yankees. It was injury insurance for. Glaber Torres. Well, Glaber Torres got hurt. Andrew Velasquez comes up, gets a chance to play, and all of a sudden, wow, he explodes, getting some big hits against the Red Sox. Think about this. A kid born and raised in the Bronx as a Yankees fan is playing in Yankees Red Sox games in front of almost 40,000 people at Yankee Stadium, and he comes up and gets big hits in the series, helps the Yankees win that series, and uh, has been a big part of their nine-game winning streak. On Saturday, it's his first big league home run into right field. His family's in the stands going crazy, crying tears of joy. He has a smile on his face around the bases. I mean, it's hard not to like and root for the story that is Andrew Velazquez and what he's been able to do in this short period of time. But with every good side of the story, as you consider the roster and how you maneuver going forward, um, it gives you something to think about. He's going to keep playing for now. Um, There's... There isn't, any, you know, Glaber Torres isn't close to being back yet, and Glaber Torres is still a guy who you consider to be um, an important part of this team. So he's going to play when he comes back. But in the short term, you're wondering how long this can last. And as I said, he's he's 27. He's not one of these. He's not an Anthony Volpe, Oswald Peraza type who you say is the shortstop of the future. And you can see being in here for a number of years. As I said, he's a guy who's bounced around. Is finally having a little bit of big league success in uh, in a week here uh, as a New York Yankee. But the more impending return here is Gio Urshela. Urshela started a rehab assignment uh, off his hamstring injury. On Sunday night at Somerset, he went three for four with a double, scored a couple of runs, so he appears to be moving pretty well. We'll see how many games he's going to need. Uh, they do not play on Monday, and assume he'll get at least another game on on uh, Tuesday. 
Uh, and we'll see where they go. I mean, the Yankees are on the East Coast here, and, and Urshela's on the East Coast, and they leave after Wednesday's game to go to the West. I would think you have a chance of seeing Urshela join the Yankees at some point on that Oakland series if all goes well, based on the fact that you know he had, a pretty, had himself a pretty good first game out of the gate on Sunday. So if... Um, Basically, if you're still going to play with a three-man bench, which is what the Yankees have been doing, if Urshela goes to third, it puts either Tyler Wade or Rugnet Odor on the bench. Uh, you know the versatility Wade can offer by being able to play the outfield, also being able to play second and third. So he offers the Yankees a little bit, and he's finally taking advantage of that. It'd be one thing if he wasn't, uh, you know, if it was something like the last couple of years. But look how well he's been playing. You know, he's actually earned this spot, too. You have a three-man bench, as I said. One of them is a catcher. So now the other is an outfielder, which is it's either Gardner or Voigt, depending on the outfield alignment that you've chosen that day. So if your choice is Gardner, Wade, and Higashioka, say, on the bench, or you know Odor is part of this too. So you're going to have yourself a situation where Odor is no longer the starting third baseman. If Urshela comes back, you're going to have – uh, an alignment that allows you to have Urshela at third, Lemayhew at second, and Rizzo at first. That's your best defensive combination right there. And you have a decision to make a shortstop. As I said, the roster consideration uh, roster consideration here with Wade versus Velazquez, um, you might end up choosing Wade. And if you don't, you're going to have to do something with either Gardner or Odor. Um, and as an overall picture, as an overall puzzle, it makes it hard to keep both Wade and Velazquez. Uh, although, as we've seen, anything can happen when you don't make that decision until you actually have to because somebody else gets hurt and the decision ends up being made for you, as we've seen time and time again. But in the short term, as you think about this, let Andrew Velazquez ride all these good vibes and be a big part of this and enjoy this. And in a couple of days, as Gio Urshela appears ready to rejoin the Yankees, we'll see what happens here and what the Yankees um, might consider doing. They might end up going to a four-player bench, but that leaves them one short in the pitching staff. And I wonder if they would do that at this point. They've been pretty, um, you know, pretty uh, uh, consistent this year with the 14 pitchers and 12 position players. Another thing to consider about September roster call-ups, it's not the same. They're, you're only allowed to expand from 26th to 28th this September, which is great overall, but if you're thinking about the idea of keeping Velazquez and keeping this guy and keeping that guy, um, it ends up being a little trickier because you only have two position, two players to add and probably only one position player. Um, so that's part of it too. And let me just backtrack for those wondering why the Yankees skipped Luis Heal. Uh, he was scheduled to pitch Sunday. He would have had to have been called up to start Sunday. They didn't need to make that move. And now they're starting Montgomery and Heaney in Atlanta. Um, again, saving that roster move for now and maybe waiting to come back to that. So uh, that uh, keeping your keeping your options open with the roster consideration is certainly a big part of this too, and, uh, and not wanting to lose your flexibility there. So that's a big part of what the Yankees are navigating right now. Um, that's the not fun stuff, right? The fun stuff is they're winning nine; they've won nine in a row, and it seems that every time that they get down, it's it's really easy to see that there's a rally at some point coming. And whether or not they cash in, well, lately they have been. They've been getting big hits. They've been getting hits with runners on third. They've been hitting the ball out of the ballpark. That's important too. 
um, and they took advantage of it on a homestand for the first time. Best homestand the Yankees have had all year, and they uh, leave Yankee Stadium in a playoff position. We'll see if they come back to Yankee Stadium after the next nine games, still in a playoff position. want to remind you to subscribe to WFAN's Baseball Insiders podcast at Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, and you can get Ed Coleman's Mets reports and my Yankees reports delivered right to you. Also, subscribe to the 30 with Murdy podcast at the same platforms at Odyssey and Apple Podcasts. Some fun conversations there. Uh, have some good ones coming up for you as we close out towards the season. Uh, our last episode was with Phil Robinson, director of Field of Dreams, uh, that was leading up to the Field of Dreams game between the Yankees and the White Sox. Uh, so please check that out when you can as well. Once again, I'm Sweeney Murdy. Thanks for listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t